This is Ed Cashmark, the Everyday Economist, keeping my eye on the economy every day for you, with no bluster, no bias, and no bull. May 28, 2020. Starting out today, we had several economic releases today. Uh, first up is durable goods orders. In March, orders were down 16.6% from the prior month. The forecast for April was 18.2% uh, decline. Actual was 17.2% decline. So slightly better than expected, but slightly worse than March. Excluding transportation, orders were down 1.7% in March. Expected down 14% in April, actually down 7.4% in April. So worse than March, but not as bad as expected. And core capital goods were down 1.1% in March. Expected to be down 10% in April and were down 5.8% in actual. So worse than March, but not as bad as expected for April. So overall, it's kind of a mixed, kind of a mixed um, picture. Not as bad, uh, or worse than March, but not as bad as expected for uh, excluding transportation, core capital goods, and overall goods. GDP was revised from the first uh, report for quarter one. The first report for quarter one was minus 4.8%, and the actual was, uh, or the revision for today was minus 5%. So it's slightly worse than, than previously estimated. However, consumer spending was slightly better than estimated. Uh, it was previously estimated at minus 7.6%, and then this revision showed minus 6.8%. Initial jobless claims in the prior week were 2.446 million. Forecast for the week of May 23rd was 2.1 million. Actual was 2.123 million. So a decline of 323,000 from the prior week, but uh, slightly worse than expected. And this was the 10th straight week of over 2 million claims. But the good news is that continuing claims were down 3.86 million to 21.05 million. So when continuing claims down are down, that means that people's benefits either expired or they are went back to work. And con considering we're at the very beginning of this, uh, of this, um, not at the beginning, but we're certainly not at the end of this pandemic and recession. So. Uh, more than likely, continuing claims were falling because people were going back to work rather than because they were expiring. So that's good news. And said about 48 million people since mid-March have applied for jobless benefits on an unadjusted basis. So that's uh, that's just stunning, stunning numbers. Corporate profits came in for the first quarter. Uh, previous quarter was 4.1%. And uh, the first quarter, so that was the uh, fourth quarter. So for the first quarter, after-tax after profits were down 11.1% compared to the first quarter a year ago. Obviously, the first quarter was uh, the beginning of the pandemic, so... 
pretty bad number there, but certainly not a surprise. Penning Home Sales Index uh, really took a, took a blow. Um, in in March, Penning Home Sales were down 20.8%. Forecast for April was down 15%, and the actual was down 21.8%. And this was a record decline since the index began in... Let's see, what was it here? I'll find it. You know, since, the, since the index began in uh, 2001. So compared with a year ago, pending home sales were down 33.8%. The biggest decline since uh, the index began in 2001. Biggest drop was in the Northeast. Of course, that's where New York is, epicenter of the pandemic. However, the good news is that purchase applications uh, to buy a home have been up on uh, six weeks in a row. The only question is, will sellers respond and bring their houses on the market? We're seeing signs that listings are, incre are either increasing in some areas or are down at a slower rate in other areas. So it sounds like this, the sell side of the market is starting to percolate a little bit but certainly not uh, coming back as strong as the demand side quite yet. And we also had Kansas City Manufacturing Index today. Uh, in April, the index was at minus 30. Forecast for May was minus 22. Actual was minus 19. So better than March or better than April and better than forecast by a little bit. Still in heavy contraction, but um, seeing signs of improvement. All right, just a couple of notes here on a couple of topics. Denmark uh, reaps the rewards of a speedy action. Denmark was one of the first European countries to close down its public spaces to stem the spread of the coronavirus, shutting its borders, schools, and restaurants in mid-March. Its swift response seems to have paid off. As COVID-19 cases plummeted, Denmark last month became the first EU nation to reopen primary schools. Its restaurants, hairdressers, shops, museums, and zoos have now all followed suit. Boy, wouldn't it be great to have that come back here in the United States. We just cannot wait for these things to open. The authorities in Copenhagen are promising a vast ramping up of testing to minimize the risk of a second wave of infections. Now the focus is moving to the health of Denmark's export-oriented economy. Denmark's government said on Tuesday that it expected GDP to contract 5.3% this year. The pandemic is hitting job prospects of the young the hardest. Young people are being the, bearing the brunt of employment hit from the pandemic. Overall, it is estimated that the total number of hours worked by people of all ages globally would fall 10.7% in the second quarter of this year, compared with the final three months of 2019 the equivalent of 305 million full-time jobs worldwide. Countries that carried out widespread testing and tracing have experienced an average 7% fall in hours worked, compared with an average 14% fall where regime, regimes were less intensive. Young women who make up a disproportionate number of frontline workers in health and social work and in the informal labor force are particularly badly affected. Women experienced the largest increase in the unemployment rate in April 2020 and face a greater care burden than men. 
The pandemic is speeding up the debate on the future of cash, spurred by government guidance that recommends contactless card payments rather than cash as businesses reopen. The effects are being felt through the banking system. ATM transactions volumes fell as much as 62% year-on-year at the start of the UK lockdown. There is a similar trend in many European countries where cash use has declined significantly during the pandemic. A decade ago, more than 60% of payments were made using notes and coins, but debit cards overtook cash in 2017. So well before the pandemic started, the, the move away from cash was already underway. The virus has fueled trends that already had momentum, notably the shift to online retail as people stayed at home and relied on internet shopping to get them through the crisis. The U.S. is set for steep discounts on apparel throughout the summer. Malls and clothing stores are hoping to lure back Americans with some of the heaviest discounts in years. Almost two-thirds of products being sold by U.S. department stores online are being offered at a discount, and clothing accounts for most of the goods on sale. So if you're looking for new clothes, this might be the summer to stock up in America. Now a couple of quick notes from a video that I watched, uh, they say that uh, the U.S. is now considering a, giving a bonus to get people to go back to work. Well, how about that? First, they give them $600 extra per week to stay out of work. Now they're thinking about giving them $400 extra per week to come back to work. Or I think that's the amount I heard. Uh, <laughs> this is just unbelievable. Uh, uh, employers are saying they want people back to work, but employees are reluctant due to higher benefits paying them more than if they, you know, left those benefits and went back to their regular salary, and, of course, due to health safety concerns. But I guess my question is, how can this be? If you are an employee and your employer calls you back to work and you don't go back to work, I mean, don't you just get laid off or fired or something? How, how can employees just say, no, I'm not coming back to work? I, I guess I don't understand that. Um, but... It just goes to show you what happens when government gets involved and, and puts together programs that have really strange incentives and really strange unintended consequences. Or, or uh, they may have been unintended, but were certainly foreseen. Um, yeah, they really messed up this time. But it was all in an effort to stem the spread of the virus, and right now it seems like it has been working. You know, we're, We've been seeing a slowdown in the spread of the virus, so... I don't know how this is all going to play out uh, with uh, people going back to work or not going back to work. It says that the recovery will be limited until we get an antiviral drug or a vaccine because people are going to be reluctant to go back to work. But we will see more people going back to work um, almost certainly when these $600 extra benefits run out. I think they're supposed to run out in July, but Congress is thinking about extending it. And so that would only prolong the uh, the weakness in the recovery for if they take it to the end of the year, then that's going to be even longer before people go back to work because they're going to get getting paid more to sit at home. So we'll see. The leisure, leisure hospitality industry will be very challenging because they need daily on-site testing. And because there's so much contact in those industries, it's going to be very hard for them to open at, at any significant capacity, as I mentioned in my episode yesterday. Okay, and now a quick update on the coronavirus. 
for the world. The death rate yesterday was 6.17%, down slightly from 6.19%. The growth rate in fatalities was 1.5%, up slightly from 1.2%. And for the United States, the death rate was 5.85%, up slightly from 5.83%, and the growth rate in fatalities was 1.5%, almost double the 0.8% we saw the prior day. And one very optimistic note is that the IHME model from the University of Washington has once again reduced the death forecast from 143,000 down to 132,000 by August 4. So an 11,000 death decline. So anytime we see that forecast coming down, that's good news. But at the same time, we still have to see how the actual numbers come in. And my tip of the day for how to stay sane during unemployment, tip number 34 comes under the fourth commandment of be good to yourself. Tip number 34 is exercise. Get out of the house, go biking, go jogging, go hiking, go fishing if you can. Uh, do something out of the house or, or, or you know, work out in your house if you can't go to the gym, which most people still can't. You can find all kinds of online exercise videos and things like that um, and just move your body and lift some weights do something to get your body moving and get up if you're doing a lot of stuff on your computer like I am get up walk around go outside and um, just uh, you got to move your body around to, to uh, keep things uh, in good shape and and not let things get stagnant so uh, tip number 34, uh, do plenty of exercise, and that'll help, uh, again, strengthen your immune system, help you feel better physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, help you get through either unemployment or whatever bad experience you're going through right now. That's all for today. If you like what you hear, please subscribe or follow me. Please spread the word. Listen to previous episodes if you'd like. Next episode tomorrow will be International Trade, Personal Income and Spending, Chicago PMI, and uh, Chicago PMI is a look at Chicago manufacturing and consumer sentiment. This is Ed Cashmark, the Everyday Economist. Stay safe and stay sane. Thanks for listening. Have a good rest of your day.